0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, <laughs> Michael Rossen. Welcome. What day is it? Happy Thursday, baby. Did you get uh? Did you get some salt water in your body? Did you get some sun in your eyes? Huh? Did you get your bare feet on the earth? Huh? Did you get a workout in. What'd you do this morning? You get your head in the game. What if I just started every episode that aggressively? Do you think we would get more viewers or less viewers? Um, Oh, somebody, something got into somebody's trash. This is why we put our trash in the proper receptacles. So we have great uh, dinner last night. Dude, yesterday was crazy. I had a great day yesterday. Woke up, did the morning routine, went to the gym, well, filmed the podcast, went to the gym, filmed another podcast, got a haircut, did some business planning at the haircut because my business partner cuts my hair. Um, did, uh, had a call with a girl that I might hire on the way home. Did our big group pump-up call, cleaned the chicken coop, took a shower because that was Gross filmed an actual YouTube video, posted a reel, had our family, our family, had our first line defense, FLD members dinner, came home, finished the chicken coop because I had to let it dry, and that was it, read, prayed, went to bed, and now, we're back at it again today. (coughs) I've been feeling very good this past week. You know what it is? How many times have we ridden this uh, carnival ride? No alcohol. we, Dude, I'm telling you. It's just... I, I tell my wife. I'm like, dude, I'm never drinking again. And then we have some event. I'm like, ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> I just... I have trouble being social. You know what I mean? When Like in group settings. That's such a BS excuse. You know what I mean? It's such a that's that's be looking across the aisle at me and be like, dude, stop being a little puss. Why? You know what? But uh, yeah, going no booze is a cheat code, man. You'll feel a thousand times better. I've said this like eighteen times on this podcast. It's mostly me preaching myself. It's such a I gotta th- you know what I'm saying. I like the taste. I've got a thing for alcohol. I do. That's a that's a vice for me. You know, but we had dinner last night at one of my favorite Mexican joints with the best margaritas. No margarita for me. No, do I I have a problem? Is that what this is? (laughs) No, but I'm serious. I haven't drank since Sunday. I feel great. You know what I mean? I feel just so good. And uh, you're just so much... Because what I realized now is in my 30s, you know... When you're in your 20s, you can drink. And that was just the culture. You know what I mean? When you're in sales. When you're in your 20s, you can drink and you can be fine the next day. It's not like that when you're 30. It's young bucks listening to me. I'm telling you. Count your blessings. Count your days. Because it's coming to an end. It's coming to an end. And it's coming to an end quickly. I didn't realize how old 31 was until people started calling me an old man online. Like these kids... Shut up, old man. I'm like, hey! Stop it! (laughs) You know? It's like, I'm 31, dude. That's crusty. I am crusty. I am musty. I am dusty, 31-year-old. I got my mid-30s listeners. I got some people in their 60s, 70s, I think even 80s that listen to me. So, listen. What's your... Once you're, like, older, older, it's obvious that you're, like, older, older. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, when you hit 40, you're like, all right, the jig is up. I'm old now. It's like 30, you're still lying to yourself. I'm still a kid. I'm still cool. <laughs> what's up, fellow, fellow high schoolers? It's that one movie. With, uh, what's his name? Steve Buscemi. Uh, you know, it's just... <laughs> start hanging around the schools. <laughs> no, that's not good. I didn't mean that don't don't pick me up <laughs> no but when you're when you're in your 30s man things change I noticed a couple things changed. number one you know you just can't you can't party like you used to you can't you don't want to stay up late anymore I was a never big stay up I was never a big stay up late person you know hold on I'm going to get my energy drink we're back anyways I noticed uh You don't just... I know older people listening to me. You're going to be like, shut up, kid. But jumping out of bed in the morning, you don't jump out of bed in the morning anymore. And I'm a a pretty fit person. I take pretty good care of myself, right? I don't care what anybody tells you, any of these people. They're lying to you. If they're like, oh, yeah, spring right out of bed. I'm 35. No, you don't. You're cracking. You're popping. You're creaking. (laughs) You know? (sighs) Every morning. (laughs) trying to look for something to grab onto to pull yourself up. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. But there's there's definitely like I don't know if it's psychological. I don't know if it's biological, but dude once you hit that 3-0, things change. Now I'm 31. Which doesn't even seem like a real age to me. You know? And but I still feel like a kid, you know, like I still feel like I, I don't I don't know much. I don't, you know, I, I still feel like I haven't been around long. But then you look back and I, like, remember playing Frisbee on Elm Street, middle school. And I'm like, dude, maybe I have been here for a while. Would you get out of my tush, bro? Yeah, it's your little Chevy Impala. People love to just tailgate in the morning. It's like I'm in a line of traffic, bro. You, I'm, in a, I'm in a sports car. You don't think I want to go fast? <laughs> I desperately want to go fast. But yeah, I know my fellow 30, 30 year thirty-year-olds know exactly what I'm talking about. It's just an interesting shift, you know. And then you can't be like, "Well, I did that because I'm just a kid." No, you're you're grown. You are in your thirties. That behavior is despicable, you know. But, uh, anyways, I, I talked about the five love languages before uh, likening them to the five respect languages. This guy's just this guy behind me is just really asking for it right now he's he's like he's like in my butt how often does that seem to happen to me recently there's been a lot of aggressive driving happening out here in maine and he's like he's got a very aggressive driving stance he's got his left hand dangling over his steering wheel and he's leaning in towards his center console that's aggressive that's like hey i mean business buddy Anytime that if you know, the one thing that I, anytime, and my wife's going to kill me when I, when she hears this, but you know, she'll see me get into minor traffic altercations with, but when she's in the car, I'm a much different person. You know what I mean? I'm not going to pull over. I'm not going to do anything. I might brake check you, you know what I mean? But I'm not going to do much with my wife, especially I'm not going to do anything with my kid in the car. And, uh, and, uh these guys follow me um but there's been times where i've gotten into road altercations and i could think of two in recent memory like two in the past year year and a half and uh both times when i've pulled over and gotten out of the car they're halfway out of their car they get right back in the car it's just it's so satisfying i know it's an ego thing it is so incredibly satisfying. I don't know what they expect to jump out of a Maserati in Maine, but I don't think they expect a 245-pound tattooed guy with a beard. You know what I mean? And a gun. You know, I've never brandished my firearm at any point in time in any kind of traffic altercation. But, and I, I talked about this in an earlier episode. You've got to be so careful in traffic. And this is me talking to myself. I could get, I could jump out of my car, and get shot right in the face. People are crazy. You never know. You never know who's in that vehicle you know what I mean you, you never know that dude could be on his last limb you never know he could be high on meth it could be his he could be just waiting for somebody you know so you got to be careful in traffic man don't be getting into road rage incidents with people how often do you see people getting shot in road rage incidents it's just it ain't worth it you know what I mean? It's just not worth it. But uh, I talked about the five love languages before and how we translate those into business and other relationships in our life. I would really encourage you, is if if you haven't read that book, if you haven't read the book, The Five Love Languages, I would really encourage you to read it. And think about how you could apply those not only to your interpersonal relationships, like your love life, your wife's, husband, spouse, partner, whatever, um, but also to relationships in your life. That was just on my. I don't want to get into their uh, physical touch, words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, and quality time. And I'm touching on this for. I feel like I have to talk to somebody that's listening to me today about this. You know, I think that if you're going through relationship problems, or you're a leader and you're having problems connecting to some of the people that you're responsible for leading, I think a lot of it boils down to uh, not knowing how to speak all five languages semi-fluently, right? Like when my wife and I first met, she was she was not physically affectionate at all, and that's number one for me. I'm a very physically affectionate person. I receive love and give love by touching, right? I like hugs. Like the first thing I do when I see you, I'm going to give you a great big bear hug. I'm going to hug the crap out of you. You know, um, I'm a big fan of hugs. And, you know, like my wife, she knows scratchies. I'll go up to her and I'll just give her my back. (laughs) And she's going to scratch on me like a scratching post. You know what I mean? I'm a very physically affectionate person, but that's not how she was. She was more at that time, quality time and gifts. She's kind of not so much gifts anymore, uh, but she was definitely quality time and still is. Like I'm the type of person that could not see you for a year and a half and not talk to you for a year and a half. And dude, we see each other. We pick right up where we left off. You know what I mean? I I don't need to see people. Um, but my wife was very much quality time. And that was tough because at this time, you know, I'm running a life insurance agency. I'm um, you know, huge manager, um, I was in the field full-time, you know, six, seven days a week, um, so I was gone all day, and sometimes until 10 or 11 o'clock at night, and she wasn't physically affectionate, so it was like, I'm speaking French, she's, well, no, the I mean, French is gay, I'm speaking German, she's speaking Italian, much better, <laughs> France, you let a bunch of migrants come into your country, just how many times have we seen this, you know, anyways, I'm speaking German, she's speaking Italian, and we're not connecting the way that we could. Over time, she learned how to speak some German, and I learned how to speak some Italian. I understand, and now, you know, what's funny is we both speak each other's languages fluently. I love spending time with her, and now she's very physically affectionate with me. She's always gonna be in the same room as me, she's gonna be attached to me, she needs kisses, she needs to be laying on my chest, you know what I'm saying? So you'll learn very quickly if you are in tune with the five languages what your partner's languages are but these also translate into business too like you'll find that people that you're responsible for leading respond to different things differently you know some people praise makes them feel very uncomfortable other people praise is what they live on it's uh, it's their lifeblood If you don't tell them they did a great job every day, they're going to jump off a bridge. You know what I mean? Other people, you tell them good job and they want to crawl out of their skin. You know? Some people love, you know, public recognition. Others hate it. Some people love, you know, gifts like, you know, you have a competition and you give somebody a gift card or you give them a bonus. Like I've got people I'm responsible for That if they would be okay if I never talked to them But I just gave them a bonus every week You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that they don't love me It doesn't mean that they don't like talking to me It doesn't mean that I don't like talking to them But they would rather have the money There's nothing wrong with that at all You have to be People are so narrow minded That they only speak the language And receive the language that they're fluent in And they wonder why they can only connect With certain types of people Like, if you are the type of person and you find you are unable to relate to or connect with different types of people, my guess is is that you're stuck speaking one language or maybe two, you know. But a lot of people are just, I think most people are two languages. Uh, You're all five. They're just ranked, you know what I mean? It's not like, I'm not a gift person, but I'm not going to throw it away. I'm just not going to wear it, you know don't don't ever buy me clothes please if you're listening to this don't ever get me anything you know don't now I've gotten some really nice sentimental things from people um I'm not saying that I don't appreciate that but it's like for my birthday or for whatever if you're thinking of me I mean if you want to get me some give me cigars you know but just don't, you don't have to buy me anything. I'm a I'm a words of affirmation guy and physical touch, big time. So I would rather that you just write me a letter. That means the world to me. I love letters. I love long text messages of appreciation. Like that stuff right there, I like being told I'm a good boy. You know what I'm saying? Pet me and tell me I'm a good boy. I'm ready to go, man. I'll, I'll break down. I'll, I'll rip the earth in half for you, you know? So, um real quick on that. I just wanted to impart that onto you today and think about the relationships in your life that you have. Think about what language is these like if you care about people enough you'll learn their language, you know? And if you don't care about somebody enough that you don't want to learn their language, you probably shouldn't have that person in their in your life. It's not a meaningful relationship. You know, but on the flip side of this, you got to be understanding. Not everybody's as wise as you. If you do understand this concept, you have to be patient with other people. If you care about them enough, you know what I mean. If the relationship means enough to you, you've got to be patient with others because most people don't think this way. Listen, I need to tell you something. <clears throat> you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reframe your perspective of people. You ready for this? God, okay. everybody listening. You, me, everybody else are all selfish to varying degrees. Human beings, part of a fallen creation, are inherently, intrinsically, interwovenly, whatever word you want to use to suggest that it is in our DNA, selfish. There is a very real element of self-preservation in everybody to a varying degree, there is a very real, what can I get out of this for myself and everybody to varying degrees. There is a very real, what does this do for me to varying degrees. There's very real, well how can I get this person to do what I want to varying degrees. Everybody is uh, selfish, <laughs> everybody, everybody. But to varying degrees. And what I'm gonna tell you is you you know my rule, There's. Uh, 90% of the population 9% and 1% right 90% just every commoners right I don't mean that in a classist way I just mean that in an NPC like most people are NPCs they don't they don't even think about what they're thinking about they're just I pay my taxes and I go to work and I, don't, I got my Netflix you know what I'm saying like these people Chances are, if you're listening to me, you're either in that classification and you're trying to break out, you're starting to have, like, epiphanies. Thank God, we welcome you to the 9%. The 9% are, like, upper echelon people, special people, but they still have a little bit more growth and they're they're on the cost. And then the 1%ers are 1%ers, very, very special people. Everybody's special. Everybody has their own inherent worth, okay? But, some get better results than others. And that's just that's life. But ninety um, percent of the population is extremely selfish and self-serving, and they can't see beyond their own head. Is what I call it. When I'd say that somebody, that's an expression that I've been using recently. I made it up. And that guy can't see beyond his own head doesn't mean that they're it means that they are stuck in their head the only thing they can see is themselves you know they can't see past the mirror is a better way to put it that's probably what i should say say instead they can't see past the mirror it's completely reflective it's not two-way right that could be a good do you have a mirror where you have a yeah that's kind of cool okay I had a different topic I don't want to talk about it at a later time. I'm just filing that away. And uh, let's see here. I'm going to go to filing cabinet E, put it in uh, dot, uh, .c-104. Okay, let's file the way. <laughs> but uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. So most people are just, they can't see past the mirror. They are so wrapped up in their own world, and their own problems, and their own struggles and it's not even that there you have and, and probably out of that 90% like 10% are deviantly selfish like they're and they're like the warped they're like the warped 9% actually so you have you have 9% 8191 <laughs> stick with me here 98191 9. of the population is just stupidly selfish. They're just so wrapped up in their own problems, they don't know what's going on, okay? They're just very wrapped up in their problems, their struggles, their shortcomings, their setbacks, all that stuff, right? They can only think of themselves because they, you know, they're just, they have so many problems in their life that they just can't look around and see other people, right? Very limited perspective. It's almost stupid, right? That's 81%. Then you have the good 9% that are starting to break out of that paradigm. They're worried about other people. They want to make other people successful. And then you have the 1% of people that are actually altruistic and self-sacrificially help others. That's less than 1. That's 1 1 to less than 1% of the population. The bad, the dark 9% are people that are maliciously selfish. People that Know that see the 81%, the NPC 81%, doesn't know that they're selfish. They're just trying to make ends meet, right? It's not malicious in any way, shape, or form. They might do bad things here and there, but they're just, you know, they're humans. We're all we all do bad things. But that malicious 9%, baby, those are the ones that you never want to be around. Those are the ones you never want to be near. Let's talk about the malicious 9%. The malicious 9%. The dark 9%. You have the good 9% and the dark 9%. Most of you listening to me, I would hope, are the are the good 9% or 1%. And then I have some of my haters that are the dark 9% that tune in religiously to this podcast. What's up, baby girl? Um, <laughs> baby boy. I didn't mean to use gendered language there because you're on both sides, right? But that dark 9% are people that will go out of their way to hurt you if it benefits them, right? These are the age-old, you know, crook. It's the banker wringing his hands, you know, looking at the piles of cash. It's the the guy that's going to go out and rob your wife for her purse. It's that businessman that's going to lie to close a deal. You know, it's a, it's these people that are openly malicious. Let's talk about, because we're running out of time. I'm about to pull into the gym. Let's talk about these people and their characteristics. How to spot. How do you spot the dark 9%? I'm going to tell you first and foremost, the most telling way to spot the dark nine, that's what I want to call it. The dark nine is your gut. I can't tell you how many times. And the problem is, is if you're in the one percent, the altruistic one, you want the best for everybody, so you believe the best of everybody. So the dark nine can even hurt the altruistic one, they take advantage of of the altruistic ones... Well, let's say... If you're getting taken advantage of, you're in the good nine. You're in the good nine. Because the altruistic one knows how to spot these people and they distance themselves. Like, I used to be a good nine. I would say I'm an altruistic one. I'm not influenced by these people anymore. You can't get me anymore. I could see you coming from... I could smell your stink like a dead raccoon, like a dead skunk from a mile away. So you can't get to me anymore. So the dark nine can get, definitely influences the NPC 81%, without a doubt. They're, that's their primary target. But they're big fish that they go uh, after and manipulate to get them to do what they want, because the good nine typically have positions of power. They're mid-level managers, or even upper level managers, or they're like, they're doing pretty pretty well in life. Oh, there's a Cullinan here. Look at that. There's a matte Black, Rolls-Royce Cullinan. That's, that whole car right there is a write-off because of its weight. That's why people get Rolls Royces. You could write it off because it's so heavy. I know that's an oversimplification, but you can literally write, that's nah, a matte black Cullinan. I parked right in front of it. Man, that thing's beautiful. I love that. Just looks like a tank. But uh, the Dark Nine, their primary um, targets... Or the NPC 81%. Very easy to manipulate these people and take advantage of them. But their big fish that they go after, if they're smart enough and cunning enough, are the good 9%. They ain't going to get the altruistic one. But the the easiest way to determine if somebody's a dark nine is your gut. Your gut, if you're a nine or a one, especially if you're a one. Like I said, the ones can, can sniff these people out a mile away. But... When you're a good 9 It's a little tougher sometimes Because you believe the best You want to help everybody You got to trust your gut instinct You will see it In people's faces and eyes You will see it with the way that people So their face The composition of their face It's all in the eyes A lot of times they have very darty Kind of buggy eyes You know, or they have very thin eyes. It's one of those two. They either have very darty, buggy eyes or they have very thin. I'm not talking like Asian. I'm talking like they're always like kind of like there's like a squint to it. Like they're always plotting, right? So number one, trust your gut. Number two, look at the face. It's in the eyes. And that's kind of more of like a nebulous thing. Like look, esoteric, I should say, like trusting your gut. But I'm telling you right now, you could see it in the face and you could feel it in your gut. These people will try to win you over, uh, if, especially if you're a good nine, by bringing you morsels of information. They're gossipers. They seem to know everything about everybody. And they'll offer these to you as a quote unquote sacrifice to get you to trust them. They're gossipers. They're slanderers. They know everything about everybody else. If you watch them They will deal Dishonestly with people In front of you To benefit you If you're in a position of power over them They will deal dishonestly With people For your benefit Your shared benefit with this person But you gotta understand If they're willing to talk about other people, they're willing to talk about you. And if they're willing to deal dishonestly with other people, they're willing to deal dishonestly with you. So spotting these people is quite easy now. You trust your gut. You look at their face. You can see it in the eyes. They always bring gossip. They always know everything. They're They're little rodents. They're little rats. Little spies. Little rodent spies. And they will deal openly, dishonest openly and dishonestly with other people on your seemingly your behalf. Like, hey Mike, this girl at the checkout counter didn't realize that I got two monster energies. She only rang me in for one. Here's one for you. You you don't think that if they're gonna steal from that gas station that they're not gonna steal from you? They're trying to win you over with lies and deceit. They're trying to win you over. Hey, Mike, I wanted you to know this so-and-so, you know, they're right now, their team. I can remember I had this person on my team that would just tell me all the gossip of all the other teams and just, you know, we could do this and we could do that. And see, you're going to be number one because their team's falling apart. And I'm like, I trusted this person because I was a good nine, but I was stupid. <laughs> I was overly, uh, I, had a, I had too good of an opinion of humanity at that point. So I could do so many episodes on this I'm going to pause here I want everything I said To sink into your supple little brains (laughs) And uh, And we'll pick this up at a later date Alright, I love you guys Have a great day, let's get it Peace